right along. Today's daf is daf zayin, and we're starting where we left off. It's on the right um, at the right before the wide lines. It's uh, four lines up from the wide lines on daf vav amud beis. And the question that we want to know is a very good question. The chol of the beimatora minol deshari. You're right; it's an exception. But where do we get the idea that milk? from kosher animals is permitted to be drunk. It's, we said it's a chiddush, but where does it say that you can drink milk? That's the question. All right? So, how do you know it's mutter? If we will say, the fact that the Torah says meat and milk is prohibited, when you cook meat and milk, that implies that milk alone, without being cooked with meat, would be mutter. So that doesn't prove anything. Maybe milk alone is also to eat. But you could benefit. When you cook meat and milk, then it upgrades to even being more prohibited. Right? No, Nami Asr becomes even prohibited to benefit. That's one way of looking at it. That's, so therefore, that doesn't prove anything. And Ula Rav Shimon, and according to Rav Shimon, who says that actually meat and milk is mutter to benefit, there is no Isra Hanav for meat and milk, according to him, when you cook it together. Mishkach it's still a, a, a point. The milky al bishule, to get lashes for cooking. Because remember, the Pasuk says, Lo Sivashel, we just learned it this morning, I don't know if you know, paid attention. Lo Sivashel Gedi Bachalevimo. So it's an Isra Bishel, meaning milk is also to drink no matter what. Could be. Uh, but it says, don't cook. Because so even without drinking, if you cook it together, that's the iser. And that um, so that's the question. How do we know? We still back to the question. How do we know that the meat and milk, that milk alone, may be drunk from a kosher animal? Okay. Where's the source for it? So the whole source for right? Right. Correct. That's it. It says it three times, but yes. Okay, Ella. So rather, we know that milk in general is permitted to be drunk. It says that you can uh, by psulim mktashim, you can you should meaning it started out as a korban that became possible because it got a blemish. So it says you can slaughter this animal, but you can't shear the 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 the, the wool off the animal. That's not allowed. Just slaughter it. And basar, you can eat the meat, but you can't drink the milk. Okay, you're not supposed to leave the animal around to milk it. So that implies that hadachulin, if it wasn't sulem it was just a regular chulin animal, sorry, the milk would be permitted. So Gemara says, that doesn't prove anything. I'll tell you. If it's chulin, it's asar to eat. But you could benefit. And if it's kachim, then it becomes even prohibited not only to eat, but even to benefit from the milk. Okay, even if I'm not going to consume it. Okay, I want to use the milk for my, I don't know, shampoo or something, whatever else you want to put it in. Okay. Um, and that, uh, the benefit, okay, so the Gemara says, Ella, it's from here. Okay, it's a pasuk in Mishle, which sounds like that the milk of the goats is going to be... What? It's the cheese is the milk? What? That's what it says? Shai said to David to take the army king. 
Right. To take for, to, for the bread of your household. So um, you, you sounds like that the milk is going to be available for your needs. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Maybe the milk is Maybe the milk is available to sell. It's a, it's a product that they would sell. Um, a pasuk in Shmulalaf. That was the pasuk I think that you're yeah, quoting to me. That they were going to, you know, containers of uh, milk, they would use it, um, um, you know, given to the army. So the Gemara says that doesn't prove anything either. Again, it could be for sales. Okay, who says it's for consuming? So the Gemara says, you're giving to the army what's for sale? Hello, what is the army busy with? They're not, they're busy fighting wars. They're not available to go marketplace and start selling products, right? Doesn't make sense. Obviously, if it's, the milk is given to them, it's given to consume. So you see milk is mutter to drink. That's another source. B-boys have another source. It says, The land that is flowing with milk and honey. If it wasn't permissible, why would the Torah be so proud of the fact that it's flowing with milk if the milk is not even allowed to be drunk? So obviously it must be that milk is permitted to drink. Okay. Or another pasuk. Again, clearly it sounds like that the pasuk in Yeshaya and basically it's saying that milk is clearly a consumable. That's the implication of the text. Ah. So the question is this. Okay, remember, it said gamal twice, and one is teaching us that the milk of the camel is prohibited. Um, or it's telling me, uh, like Rabbi Shimon says, that the camel from a non-kosher, uh, uh, the camel that comes from a para is also not allowed. But based on that, Shafon, Shafon, Arneves, Arneves, Chazir, Chazir. What are they coming for? Okay, in other words, what, why does it repeat every part of the Pasha? It mentions Gamal twice, it mentions all the other species of non kosher, it mentions them twice, once in Pasha Shmini and once in Sefer Tavarim. Again, so why does it do that? Lahani Yehuda Asu. So it's like the Brisa tells us. Why was the Parsha Bema repeated altogether? Because there's one animal that wasn't discussed earlier in the first Parsha that's introduced in the, in the latter Parsha. Rashi says it's a, it's a special creature that has two backs and two spines and it's not mentioned in Parsha Shmini. But you want to know that it's kosher, so put in that this extra species is, is a kosher species. Over Ophos, the reason why birds were repeated, and Gamal Gamal, maybe the whole Pasha Gamal is also for that reason. Um, so, meaning, who says that Kamal, the fact is, Shafan, Arneves, Chazir, we're saying that it was, the whole Pasha was repeated for the one new thing in the Pasha. So, who says Gamal is teaching us anything new either? So the Gemara says, it's a basic rule over here. Whenever we have an opportunity to darshan, we do. It's when we don't, then we don't. Okay. <laughs> then we'll say, the Parsha was repeated for one new thing. But if we can say something new that's in the Parsha, we would say so. Tanar Abana, Nudin. 
Rachel's yodim min eitz, ve'es yodim min Rachel. You have a sheep that gave birth to what looks like a goat, or, or a goat that gave birth to what looks like a sheep. Petur min abchor is not obligated in firstborn. Vim yesh bo mixes simanim, but if it has partial simanim, then it would be obligated. So Rabbi Shimon Omer, actually, a rosh of rubatom li'imo. He says it's not enough to just have partial simanim like the mom. It has to have its head and most of its body like its mom. Meaning it has to mostly look like its mother. In the head primary. Nidman, right, that's the word, yeah. Probably, when you have an offspring that looks like the other species, species it's because there was Gilwea there. We'll see. Don't, don't, don't. Patience. Don't talk about it. Patience. It's a good question. You're right. Uh, we do it. Do it. But sometimes, there, it, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're not right. We'll see what, I mean, it could be. Could be that's one of the options. We'll go through. We're going to be, we're, it's, it's on the topic, on today's topic. Okay, so that's what it is with Bukhar. According to Tanakama, Mikzatsimanim is good enough. Then it's already going to have a Din Bukhar. And according to Rabbi Shimon, it needs more than just that. It needs the head and most of the body to look like the mother in order to get that. Now, Ibailu, the question is raised. La'achilam Ibayu Rabbi Shimon Roshav What about eating? What would Rabbi Shimon say about eating? As far as Rosh Hashanah, does he also require Rosh Hashanah in order to say that it's kosher, or do we say, look, it has mixes the of a kosher animal? That's good enough. That's the question. Okay. The Indian when it comes to firstborn, the pasuk says, "Ach bechor shor, achehu shor bechor shor." There's a there's a pasuk that sounds like it has to be mamish shor. Um, when it comes to eating, he says that a camel's was what's aser because that's what it is. It's from the repeat of the second parsha gamal to tell you that camels are prohibited, right? Remember that's how we learned it on the top of the page. Um, uh, but if it's not look, it doesn't look fully like a camel. Shaper dummy, that's good enough. That's all you need. Okay, as long as it's not a full fledged gamal. There are two types of gamal that are prohibited. One that comes from a mother cow, camel, and the other one that comes from a cow. Right? But they're both prohibited. But it has to be a full-fledged camel that lo- it looks completely like a camel. If it looks like a cow, no. That's the implication. Odilma, that's one side. Odilma, or maybe, though, no, it doesn't make a difference. Anything that even, uh, it, it, since he requires a head and most of the body, that's what's always required. Okay, so that's the question on the table. Tashma coming here, proof, You have a kosher animal that gives birth to what looks like a tame animal. You're not allowed to eat it. But if it has the head and most of its body like the mom, then it will be in the firstborn. What do we see? We start, to, if you paid attention, you'll notice that we just changed topics in the middle of the quote. First, we start saying is not allowed to eat it, and then we jumped. If it, the rosh of Ruba is like its mom, it'll be chayiv in firstborn rights. Why are you talking about firstborn? We're talking about eating and jumping to firstborn. Shmami no laachila nami by Rabbi Shimon rosh of Ruba. Doesn't that imply that? So the Gemara says low, not true, because the bechor is dafka. It's only talking about firstborn. And that makes sense because it dropped eating and moved on to Bechor when it said Rosh Hashanah. So, first we thought that it was saying that, um, that it's, we're putting it in the same boat, Achila and Bechor. 
And then we're saying, no, only Bukhar is the one that has it, and that's why we change topics. Shmamina, the Bukhar would buy Ribshim in Rosh of Rubo. maybe not for eating. So Gemara says, that's also not a raya. It's not a raya the other way either. Because I'll tell you, he needs even for eating Rosh of Rubo, head and most of the body. The Kiddush is that he, don't think Bukhar is different. Why? Salka, that the Chimim might have thought, all the Ksiv, Ach Bukhar Shor, Ajehu Shor Bukhar Shor, You might think that since it says Bukhar Shor, it's not good enough even to have a head and most of the body look like the, the mother cow, but it has to completely be a cow without having any similarities to a, another species. Kamash Malan, that no, Rosh Hashanah is good enough. Okay. Tashma, coming here another proof. This is what you should not eat from the Malagera and Mafisei Parsa. This is what you should not eat, but you could eat what comes with a single simon, a single sign. If it, ha- if it completely doesn't have the signs, that's one thing, but if it comes, but if it has one good of the kosher signs, then you can rely on that to eat it. Now, what is that? What is that comes with one sign? This is Vibur Minator. Okay? A Tame animal that was born of a Tor animal. The mother was Tor. Vibura Minator. And the father was a Tor animal. That's what you can eat. Do you understand? Both, Meaning. Both parents are Taurin. Right? And the child is just a deformity. Okay, that's what we're saying is allowed. Now, Yachal, what about the other scenario, which is what you're talking about? If the father is a Tame animal and the mother's a Torah animal, and that's what's going on. Tamalomer, six Savim, Viset Izim. A Seph from Savim and Viset Izim, and a Seph from Izim. Ache Aviv Keves, the Imo Kivsa, the both parents. It's a Seph from a set of sheep. Both parents have to be sheep. Se'izim. Both parents have to be goats. You can't have one yes, one no. That's what it's saying. Ha'ache'ei aviv keves v'imo kivsa. Divrei Rabbi Shua. That's how Rabbi Shua learns. So basically he's saying that the Pesach is specifically saying that you need both parents to be kosher animals in order for the offspring that doesn't have kosher simanim uh, uh, fully to be allowed to be eaten. That's Rabbi Shushita. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, there's a mutter. We don't need a puzzle to tell me that what's mutter is mutter. Okay? It's obviously allowed. It's coming to extend what is allowed what, beyond what you would think. What is that? It's Tame that's born from a tar. We're the father's Tame, and even that's allowed. That's taking it a step further. That's what the Pasuk would be coming to tell us. So Gemara says, Oh, I know Elo Iburaminator. How do you know that the father had to be Tame? It's allowing even when the father's Tame. Maybe it's only allowing when the father's Tar. Tamalomar, Shork, Sexavim, Veseizim, Mikal Makom. Okay? It doesn't matter. Basically, it's a sa. It's good enough, even without the, um, even without both parents. Okay, both parents being kosher. Now the question is, Kari Lake Tami, Kerib Shimon. We're calling it Tami, like Kerib Shimon says. The Kamer Avalato Ochel, 
And it's saying, but if it has one simon, you can eat it. Right? If obviously, how come we're calling the mother animal, a tame, uh, this animal that hasn't got the full simonim as tar? Because it's saying, it's called a tame. That's like Rabbi Shimon's words. And yet he's saying that if it has simon echad, it's tar. So the Gemara says, that doesn't prove Rabbi Shimon's position. Maybe agrees with Rabbi Shimon partially that uh, it should be called a tame animal. But he argues that if it has one simon, even if it's not Rosh Hashanah, that's good enough. That's one. Basically, it doesn't prove our, our question to, of, of, of regarding Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Others ask it in a question form. If the father is Tameh, how can it possibly even exist? This is the problem with what your suggestion is. How can it be that the father's Tameh, it's not physically possible for a non-kosher animal to impregnate a kosher animal? It won't happen, right? Listen, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, it's not possible for non-kosher. They're just fundamentally, they're very, very different animals. And a Tameya uh, female can't become impregnated from a Tahar father. It's not possible. The large species can't be impregnated from the smaller species of animals. They're both not, none of these relations are possible to produce offspring. Obvious. Because of the size of the animal. Nothing to do with size. Kosher, non-kosher, all of those things. They cannot happen. But lo behemoth mean, cannot happen? They cannot not have relations? They cannot produce offspring. Nothing will happen. It won't, it won't, it won't take. Ah, the semen this won't it, impregnate. It won't, imp- cannot impregnate. Exactly. Right. Even a chaya and a behemoth can't, except... Only Rabbi Lezer and his machloka, arguers are the only ones who say that it's possible from Be'ema to Chaya. It's an exception to the rule. They say a Chaya can become pregnant from a Be'ema in the one case by a Koi. That's exactly the only... A Koi, remember, it's, mi- it's a mixture between a deer and a, and a goat. They, and, and that's the only place it's possible. Even uh, according to some. Okay. So Rabbi Yirmiya says, the only way to make sense out of this, how can you say that the Ibura minatame, that the father's tame, can't be tame. It's not possible. If it's a non-kosher animal, it's a horse, it's not going to impregnate a cow. It's not going to happen, right? The only way it can happen is that the father happened to have a deformity where its hooves weren't split, but they were attached Okay? And we're calling it a tummy. And we're calling it in Rabbi Shimon's world, who says that that's called a non-kosher animal. Because once the hooves are, are not split, it's not, it's not kosher. And yet he says that you can eat what comes with one simon. So, so the Gemara says, doesn't that seem to say, we're obviously accepting Rabbi Shimon's opinion, and we're saying, but if it has one simon, then it's good enough. So that's a, a, a raya that Rabbi Shimon would allow eating, even if it's not Rosh Hashanah looking kosher. Kamash, um, so the Gemara says, not a proof. He agrees with Rabbi Shimon in one, and argues in the other. Okay.
Limemra, the Rebelazar, Rebeliazar suffers. So we have here uh, um, from Rebeliazar and Rebishu's Machlokes, we have here a very interesting opinion here. Limemra, the Rebeliazar suffers ever that Gorem Mutter. He says, when one parent's the non kosher one, and the other one's the kosher one, mm-hmm. he says, we, the offspring is Mutter. And Zevazeh Gorem is Mutter. Very sure, Zevazeh Gorem is Aser. And the problem is, they just they just flipped opinions. Why? Because looks into this halacha. Vlad Trefa, the mother's a Trefa. She's a basic deformity, and uh, she gives birth to an uh, offspring. Rebbe Yezer Omer, lo yikr of the government's beach. That offspring can't be brought as a korban. Because Zev, even though the father was perfectly healthy, the mother's a Trefa, the offspring is not kosher as a korban. So they just flipped sides. It's a, both, the offspring is a zevizegorim. The mother is non kosher. The, the father the is beach. The father ish is kosher. And uh, Rabbi Lezer says it's no good for the carbon. And Rabbi Shua says it is good. So they just changed sides. So the answer is you're right. And generally, Rabbi Lezer holds when it's two sources, one of them being prohibited. And one of them being permitted, it should be prohibited normally. But here it's different. The MK Nichtov cross sex of him beizim. Could have just said sex of him beizim. Why does it say sex of him? Viseizim. The extra word se se vise lamali shmamina semikolokam. As long as it's a sheep, I don't care what the father was. Okay, we don't. We, it's specifically saying not to worry about that. To Rabbi Yeshua, Melach, Rabbi Yeshua say the other way around. Bi'alma zevzeh gorim mutter. And generally, zevzeh gorim is allowed. Ve'ach over here, imkain lichtov cross shor kesev ve'ez. Could have just said shor kesev ve'ez. Why does it say ksavim ve'izim? Why does it say sex ksavim ve'seizim lamali? Right. Obviously, shmamin achiya aviv keves v'imol kibsa. It has to be a sev from both parents' sheep. What's that? It says a flocking animal, but it's a single flocking animal. And by saying ksavim, it's from two plural. sheep. Plural. So it's singular from plural, meaning both parents have to be a sheep. Both parents have to be a goat. That's how Rabbi So it's an exception over here. Okay. Bottom line is, that's why they flipped opinions. Tashma Kamenir proof. Hanolad, I mean, Reb Shimon Omer, Gamal Gamal Shnepam, it says Gamal twice. Echel Gamal Anolad Gamal, Echel Gamal Anolad Minapara. Whether it's a camel born from another camel or from a para, um, it's not. It, 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 they're both not allowed. The But if it's head and most of its body is like the mother, then it could be eaten. Shemamina. Now we got a final final proof here. That even for eating, Reb Shimon requires Rosh Rubos Shemamina, and that's a final proof, and it's accepted as a proof. Okay, so the answer no. is Reb Shimon. Bottom line holds until you have the head and most of the body looking kosher, it's not going to be kosher. So it can happen. No, nobody said it can happen. The only way it can happen is if you hold if you hold the group shimin, where it happened to be that the mother's uh, the 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 one of the parents happened to have where its hooves were deformed and became attached. Okay. But it's a cow. But it happens it's to be attached. Okay. According to him, that's not kosher. And But obviously, even though it's not kosher, it certainly could impregnate 
um, uh, uh, a regular cow because it is a species of cow. Do you understand? That's the answer. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. So now, a question. Very interesting question. Very, this stuff is very relevant. So what is the story with urine from donkeys? Urine. Urine. The urine of a donkey. Is it? Because we're talking about what comes from non-kosher animals being non-kosher. Does the urine from a donkey, it, apparently it had some medicinal value. Yes, to ingest it? Yes. Not to ingest it. To yeah. rub it in the rub it in your skin okay. for certain diseases. Yeah, even to drink. No, even for ingesting. Mm. Okay. Okay, it could well, uh, apparently it had, medi- it had some medicinal value. So okay. now, what's the story? So the Gemara says, Why are you asking about donkey uh, and not horse and camel uh, urine? This is I didn't have a question on that. To love Akhiri, after all, it's not particularly foul smelling. Uh, and it's not similar to milk, which is completely, you know, you know, changed. It's not like water. That's for sure okay, because water goes in to the, they drink water, the horse, comes out water. Okay, it's a little bit yellow, but it's basically water. So for sure, that's not a problem. Chamor is particularly foul smelling, and therefore, uh, it's kind of like milk. My, what's the deal? It's uh, drawing its sustenance from the body, and therefore, it has some of the essence of the donkey in the liquid. And that's why it's Vasir, it's prohibited. Otilmar, on the other hand, my oh my nothing. After all, it drinks water, water comes out, it's nothing, it's just water. Vaidahiri, I why does it smell so bad? Havla de bitsru, that's the heat of a donkey. Donkeys are particularly hot at the smelly animal on the inside, and that's why it's the smell of the animal. But it's not the animal, really. You get it? Okay. Two sides of the question. We need to know can you drink donkey urine? So Rav Shesha said to them, Black on white. It says what comes from a tummy is tummy. What else does it mean if not for the urine, right? So <laughs> it didn't say mitame lokama. It didn't say mitame. It says min hatame. Comes from the tummy animal. Okay? So it, it, it sounds like even if it's it comes from the in other words, it doesn't have to be a part of the non-kosher animal. It comes, it, it exuded out of the non-kosher animal. That's good enough. That's one way to look at it. Or on the other hand, this is version B of the question. There's no question. No, we don't have to ask about horse urine or camel urine. Because nobody would drink horse urine or camel urine. Not because it's a, more of a question by donkey, but because it's not relevant by horse and camel urine, because who's going to drink it? Uh, but the chamor, the shasu inchi, umahalu yarakuna, people do drink the, uh, the, the donkey urine because it's helpful for yarakuna, which is a... Um, which is uh, some some type of jaundice, okay? Join? So jaundice, yellow you know, with skin. the yellow skin, with a baby Jillian. has yellow skin in the baby. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So it's helpful for that. So my, well, that's the question. So I'm a little Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes answer. Tinisua, didn't we learn? Okay. 
Why is honey be honey mutter? Good question. You ever wonder that, right? Why do we allow to eat bee honey? I mean, what is it? It comes from bees' bodies. It's their excrement, basically. So mutter. They bring it into their body, they eat it, but it's not drawing out from the body of the, you know, it processes out of their body, but it's not actually drawing from the insect into the, uh, you know, ex- that's excreted out in the honey, within the honey. Right, it's just passing through. So basically, they're eating flowers, and the honey passes through, so it's not a problem. Okay? It remains in the... It just goes through their body, but it's not the it's not the body that's that's coming well, out. Do they change it though? The nectar. They change, they do. It does, but it does change form. But it's, the bottom line is, it's not the body. We don't look at the body of the of the of the bee. It. We don't look at the body of the bee as being in the honey. Right. Okay. There's no. That's the point. Yeah. It's not. It's the not sucking it. out. The body does change it. It processes it, but it doesn't. There's no piece doesn't of the pro- body. Produces it. It just it just changes the material, but it doesn't actually. It's, it's not drawing out part of the body in the honey. Right. Okay. Now, um, who uh, uh, oh, oh, so the So the answer is because he holds like Rabbi Yaakov. The Torah permits honey. This is it's another that's an exception. You're right. That also is a pass-through. Why is the urine a pass-through and prohibited? Because urine is, doesn't have a special hatter. But by honey, there's a special hatter. Because it says, This you can eat. Okay, the flying, uh, right, of the flying birds. Shrotzim, uh, which is basically the grasshoppers. You can't eat the sheretzov that's not kosher. Sheretzov tome behed yaksiv. It says it explicitly. Ela sheretzov tome yetoyochel. Avolato ochel. Masha of tome mashvitz. But what's produced by the of tome, meaning the bee honey, that is allowed. Okay, so that's that's what's allowed. Now, yachal avdvasha gozimatsirin. Apparently, there are other bugs. Rashi says that also produce kind of like a, a, a honey product. Hamit lo, that's not going to work. Why? Maros the rabbis dvorim olotia gazin vatsirin. Why the other ones not? Marbani dvash dvorim sheein lo shem levai. That's pure honey. It's called honey, straight up. Omotia ni dvash gazin vatsirin sheyesh lo shem levai. They're called by the name of the bug. In other words, it's not. We don't say bee honey. We say honey. But by when it comes to these other bugs, we say that bugs honey. Okay, so that's different. Now, command Azla hadit. Okay, so that's the question. Command Azla haditanya. According to who is this brisa going? Devasha gozmatir in tar. It is kosher. Okay, and you can even eat it. It's tar, meaning it's not mekabotoma. and you can even eat it. The local Rabbi Yaakov. That's not like Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov would say it's only limited to. Be honey, and it's saying no, even any. Even I'm, other species. Right now, tahar. What is the fact that it says tahar? I'm a boy machshava. That means that it's not naturally considered a food item. It needs machshava to give it a status of food. Okay. And tanya namiachi dvash bekivraso honey. That's in the honeycomb in the 
beehive. It's already, even before you thought about it, it's Tamit because it's an Ochel automatically, without thought. Okay. And that is the story. Can I make it? You think I can make it to the Mishnah? That would, I'd like to do okay. so if I can. Okay. okay, this is a very interesting scenario. Okay, it apparently there's like not clear what it is. Either it's a chamora or whatever it is, but they it produces like a, what looks like an egg. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it it comes out of the body. Now, what is the story with that? So, sover that it's some type of egg. Basirin, and therefore it's aser. It's like an egg that's produced from the animal, and that's aser. Amar of Safra. Actually, it's not. That's not what it is. Zara deela dayelahu ayal. It's a it's a deer. It's deer's semen. Okay, a type of deer. The azel basar ayalta, and it went to the ayala, which is its female. Okay, to to impregnate her. And, some, and, and it's known that the deer have very tight wombs, so it's sometimes hard for them to impregnate. Okay, Lom is dakika, so it's not uh, capable of uh, whatever. He wasn't able to to perform the act with the uh, with the deer. So it ends up going to this particular animal, Venatri, and then releases the semen. It obviously doesn't connect to the wrong species, and therefore it comes out, um, the semen comes out in, in a ball, basically, after it dries up. And that's what it is. So now you know what it is. Okay. Um, anyway, Amrav Huna or Haba Keneged Panav Shel Chamor, Mutar. Okay, uh, basically, when a, a donkey gives birth and there's a placenta that comes out with the birthing, that's Mutar, that stuff. Uh, that placenta. My time appears to be because it's just considered excrement, and excrement does not have a din iser. Amra leira. Excrement doesn't have a din isur Yes, because it's not part of the animal. It's like uh, right, exactly. Now Amra of Chizda, Tanya de Masela, Chabrisa supports you. Or above, connected Panushal Adam, Ben Chai Ben Meis Tar is Tar. It's not considered part of the body. My love, Ben Hu Chai Ve'Imam Chai, whether. The baby's alive and the mother's alive, or whether they're both dead, and uh, it's not basically part of the, it's not considered part of either of them. So uh, it sounds like they're all okay. Uh, so it's saying uh, so no. So the Gemara says no. Lo. One of them have to be alive, otherwise it's a problem. The Bible says, It says explicitly, even if they're both dead or both alive, the placenta is permitted. Obviously, it's not part of, of either of them, of the mother or the offspring. And he says, If you have a Brisa, okay, then that's, we'll accept that. All right, we'll stop over here at the Mishnah. Okay. All right.